0: What
1: up, world? It's your boy, A-Mike Boogie, and this is episode 77 of the EBS Podcast. I'm here with the crew, Obi-Wan.
0: What's good? What's good, everybody?
1: Young Buck. What up? And we got a guest today. a DZ. how are you?
2: Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be here.
1: Thank you for joining us. Yeah,
0: glad, glad to have you on. I, I, wonder, I wonder if people going to start catching on that uh, we didn't kick Ike the Great to the curb.
1: Facts. Yeah. Yeah, we're looking for another co-host, if you guys haven't figured out it out by now.
0: <laughs> it just might be you,
1: ADZ. <laughs> nah, we,
2: we, we love
1: Ike. <laughs> yeah, Ike. So yeah, before we uh, get started today, I wanted to kind of uh, talk about a topic that our one of our listeners brought up to us as a uh, suggestion today, and that was, have you ever been uh, locked up, and if you have, uh, Why? So I'm gonna go ahead and and step out there and say I'm pretty sure none of
3: you guys have been
2: locked up before.
1: I'm an
3: upstanding citizen. (laughs) When you say locked up, are we specifying been in jail or just in cups?
2: He's talking about being detained or being (laughs) Right, my nigga. So I think it was,
1: yeah, going to jail, right?
0: I mean, it might have been handcuffed to your bedroom, getting paid. I don't know, Young no, Buck. Is that whoa, what you was thinking? Whoa, yeah. whoa, it sounds like that's whoa. what no Young
1: Buck was thinking. thinking. That. I uh, except I for Obi-Wan. You. That's,
3: that's what I took from Young Bucks, you know. So I, I, I'll i let, let y'all go around and see, and test the waters before I say what I got to say.
1: Okay, so I'll start off with Obi-Wan.
3: No, I just said that I'm an upstanding oh, okay. citizen. <laughs> I've never <laughs> been
0: locked up or handcuffed. I thank, thank God as well, because who knows how that would have ended up for me.
1: Yeah.
2: Hey, Uh Absolutely not. You know, and and God bless my college years. That never happened because I'm sure we all have been in a situation where anything could have happened. But um, you know, to add to that, I'm a woman as well, so my interaction with law fo- law enforcement is a little bit different. But okay. no, never.
3: Young buck. I mean, I've been cuffs. Oh, you I been in cuffs for what? Yeah, yeah that's I didn't. Who's <laughs> I ain't know that shit? <laughs> you living a double life over there? Nah, no. <laughs> listen. <I didn't. laughs> nah, it was some, it, it was for some stupid shit. I was out in Philadelphia. Uh This was what 2018. This was for somebody's birthday. We was drunk. We was leaving a club, going somewhere else. And you know how, like, you're drunk, and when you leave, you forget to pee? So, like, I had to piss. So I just saw a nigga standing on the corner, like, outside of an alley. So I'm a guy. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to alley and piss. So I'm like, hey, bro, was good? My bad. I'm about to go back here and pee. And then it was a cop that I said <laughs> that to. But because I was drunk, I didn't realize that. And it, the motherfucker just looked at me and was like, hey, bro, you can't pee. But by the time he said, hey, bro, you can't pee, my dick was out and in my hand, and I wasn't fit to put it back. So I started peeing.
0: <laughs> so hold on, hold on, hold on. So it wasn't like a, a random guy, a random cop <laughs> dressed in plain clothes. It was a regular cop dressed in cop clothes.
1: Yeah. Now, not wow. only that, he announced to the cop <laughs> that he was about to do something illegal. This, yeah. This and then the
2: cops tried to save him and say, "Don't do that." Right. Right. And then,
3: and then so when I started peeing, He was like, "Bro, what the fuck I just tell you?" And then the nigga take his cuff out and starts cuffing me while I'm still peeing. And I'm just like, "Come on, bro. Like, what you, are you doing?" You, you well, know what I realized, a Mike Young Buck has like a college.
0: history yeah. of saying dumb shit or doing dumb shit around cops and not realizing <laughs> they cops like while when he being was, drunk. Yeah. While he right.
2: Well. I've got a story as well, but that's for another time. <laughs> and it doesn't involve, like, public urination. But, I mean, I understand college, you know, you do things, like I said.
3: Uh, I mean, I was out of college, but, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs> uh, so, I, I guess I'll answer. Yes, I've been handcuffed and I've been locked up. And um, mine won't be as funny as Youngbuck. Actually, mine is pretty serious. Um, mine is the same situation, uh, leaving a club, coming home. Um, for those who are not familiar, you know, people outside of D.C. usually go into D.C. to club and then, you know, you drive home. Usually you end up driving home drunk sometimes. And um, driving on hmm. 295, for those who are familiar with that area, uh, I was moving, moving really, really, really fast. Oh, so that's what they told me. I was mm-hmm. just trying to get home. And, um, you know, just so you guys know, I was trying to get home. So I said, let me get comfortable. So I took my shoes off. <laughs> You know what i mean to get comfortable and i just booked it home long story short i got pulled over by the police officer um he tells me i was doing 110 in the 55 and i was like no way my car is going that fast takes 110 my- in the
0: 55 so that's very easy on 295 so yeah i believe yeah. it's top there
1: especially three o'clock in the morning right So um, I give him my license. He does what he normally does, which, you know, go back in the car and check your background and all that good stuff. In the meantime, I was thinking, yo, let me put my shoes on because I'm pretty sure they're going to ask him to step out the car, right? So um, as I'm reaching underneath my seat or around that area to put my shoes on, the police officer starts yelling at me, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I look to the left and this nigga has the gun pointed directly at my head. Uh, Needless to say, that spiraled out of control and I ended up going to jail or whatever. And, um, you know, the reason why I brought that story up was just everything that's going on. I feel like, you know, I was I was very fortunate. Um, I definitely had angels and God protecting me because had that cop just flinched, you know, that could have been over for me. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it was crazy. Um, i also say that's not the first time I'll be locked up either <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's a story for another time well, we Like go. a career criminal It sounds yeah. like
0: it yeah.
1: But yeah, no, that was, that was definitely scary And I think now, um, several years After the fact, every so often You know, that whole scenario plays In my mind, it just reminds me How lucky I am and, you know, it's just it, for me, it's a good story that I'm going to tell my son, like, listen, you got to be responsible because these are the type of things that can happen later on mm-hmm. when he gets to that age. So, yeah. So I guess I'm the only criminal, criminal, criminal. No, I
2: mean, but like, but like to your point, life happens in one small instance, like can turn something completely around. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. I think that could be true for any of us, mm-hmm. honestly.
0: Yeah, man. Especially with all your situations of uh, run-ins with the police, man. I don't. That wasn't the only time you've been lucky. You've been lucky several times, man. I, yeah. You. You got an I angel. Got angels on my shoulder. <laughs>
1: <though.
0: laughs> you got angels sitting on your shoulder. That's crazy, man.
1: Yeah, and I. I did get some time for that shit too, though, which is crazy. But that's
0: a whole other story. I hardly recall that time. But, All
1: right, have you have you been through that?
0: No, he, okay. He, he he, live and die by the code. Stops stop snitching.
1: <laughs> Spent three days
0: in in juvie, or whatever. I don't know what you did. In but. Juvie,
1: yeah, when well, they beating niggas with with uh, soap inside a pillow. Let me see if you can go through that. I ain't shower the whole time I was in there. <laughs> but anyway, let's let's get into the first topic of the day. And uh, uh, Obi-Wan, this is your topic, and this has to do with uh, dear white people, uh the cast from Dear White People who visited the Breakfast Club. Uh actually this is about what two years old, actually.
0: Um yeah, so I mean I just saw this uh video on um obviously we'd be on IG all day. I saw this video of the cast from Dear White People and uh the show where with uh um college kids these these group of black college kids are in uh a predominantly white school basically and you know they got their i guess their black student union group um challenging the things that are going on with uh with the white students in this campus but the one of the main characters her name is Sam she's like the leader of this of this group And she has a white boyfriend. And, um, you know, this stems from the movie, Dear White People. So in the movie, they ended up finding out that she has a white boyfriend. But, you know, I've been having this conversation lately with people about, you know, black people who date outside their race, um, but yet they want to be in the forefront talking about, you know, Black Lives Matter or, you know, black, black queens this and black queens that. But, especially for men, they don't have one at home, and it's like you know, are they less black now because or are they even less authentic now because they preaching one thing to the public, but when they go home, they ain't really preaching the same thing
4: mm-hmm. so
1: yeah i I mean, listen, you know my argument in general with that, but to speak to this particular one, um I feel like your home doesn't necessarily dictate what you do outside of it. And so for me, I don't think you're any less black or whatever, if you are dating someone um, of the opposite race, especially the race that, you know, when it comes to black people, we talk about as the, as the, the <laughs> exactly being the oppressor. So, but that's just my opinion. And, and, and you know, it's a little bit deeper than that when it comes to people dating outside of the race.
2: Yeah, you know, that, that's a tough one because, because um I, I feel like, like to your point, A Mike, like people can be as secular as they want to outside of their home, but you know, in their home is where they really, and who they truly are. You know what I mean? It's like, you can do whatever in the world. A lot of people will attach themselves to the be- belief, like, oh, I'll date that, that person of that different race, but I would never marry them. Like, this is just fun or a stop shop, but I don't know if Black women feel that way like it's, it's my intuition that black men feel that way um, and then you know there the other cases when a man reaches a certain level of prominence it's like okay black women are no longer attractive and you know you see you see the stairs and you see the things in the street like I've I've dated outside of my race plenty of times and never felt any way about it but I have some friends who have challenged my thinking like how are you going to be so quote-unquote woke but you're not in a relationship with someone who shares your culture.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think that's what it is. There's is the idea that you can't understand the black struggle if you don't have someone black on your side, as if I'm not living a black life, you know, in my own. It's funny though. I, it makes me think of like, to look at it on the flip side, you know, when ADZ was talking about who you are outside versus who you are at home. Like let's think about Rachel Dozel, 'cause because to everybody outside she was a black woman <laughs> mm-hmm. right she go back home she's a white woman but she'll right. tell you she had she'll tell you she knows the struggle of black people don't ask me how like i, I don't know how you know what Maybe i mean she got
2: her hair braided for like 10 hours <laughs>
0: <laughs> right <laughs> but w- what type of struggle was she what type of struggle are black people having with themselves at home that's defining who they are you know outside you know so When we have, when we see these things happening, like, you know, police brutality, um, you know, when we see things happen, like what happened to Breonna Taylor, you know, not getting justice, who do we go talk to, right? We go talk to our family, right? We go talk to people, people in our home. Even when we at work and we kind of feel like that, that sadness that's looming over, you kind of look to the people that understand to kind of give you strength and and for me what i what i've seen is that you know, people of other races don't really understand and and especially white people it i just don't think they understand whether it's a lack of trying or not so how is it that you can then go home to that and not have somebody that you can talk to that you can relate with that can understand the fear the sadness the pain that you feel Not just from a sympathetic standpoint, but from an empathetic standpoint,
3: because for black
0: people, that's why we're all connected.
2: I I agree with you.
3: So you don't you don't think that uh, a black person could teach somebody of of another race or culture that like like because I I almost equate it to people who who date outside of their culture, like a Nigerian dating an American, uh, an Indian dating you know what i mean somebody from somewhere else like outside of the indian culture you know what I mean? You can teach those things, but you don't think you can teach on at least a, 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 a very small level the, quote unquote, black experience. And I don't mean you got to teach fried chicken, Kool-Aid and things like that. But you, you teach like... people drink that and eat that too, man. Shit. I no not, but no like,
0: stereotypes over here, man. Oh, my
3: God. No, but I mean like the 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 minute details of, of being black, right? So the microaggressions that black people feel, the 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 feeling we get when a police officer is behind us, things like that. You don't think you can teach that? The only reason, so before, no. I guess before you answer that, the only reason I ask is because I have a close friend of mine who, who married a white woman, right? And he doesn't say anything bad about black women. Like he loves his black women. It's just, you know, it was proximity for him. And like a lot of people will like try to take his black card.
4: Yeah.
1: I feel like that's, that's what it is maybe 75% of the time. And we just we, we tend to ignore it because of the sense that it's taboo Well we just so, want to take
0: somebody's black card Is that what you're no, saying? No the,
1: the fact that proximity has to do with the reason uh, why a person might date A black man or a black woman might date But
0: I don't want to get into the reason why they're doing it because
1: But, but no but, but to that point I, I still don't understand how One has to do with the other So because I date a white person <laughs> That means you got to take I mean... my black card like, it's a, it's about
2: aesthetics, though, because, like, to, to Young Buck's point, do you think you can teach those nuances? I fundamentally believe that you cannot. Because, but do you uh, have
1: to? Well, no.
2: It's important. It's important if you want to understand my experience as your partner and the things that affect me in the outside world. And, and like, why?
0: And why? why is going affecting out? Me. Like
2: Obi Wan is saying, like people will people want to come home and feel safe, no matter what's going on in the world. But if you have to come home and then prove why these microaggressions are affecting you, or you you're being confronted with. Do you think you're just being unreasonable? Everything's not about race. But yeah. see, my, my, Ooh, and my point
1: sweet. is you guys are 100% correct. But my point is that's between that person and the person they're in a relationship with. Everybody outside of that the, it has I, nothing I, to do with that. Why I, are you well, concerned with that? I'm, a-
0: not, I'm not. The reason why I'm concerned is because it's the same reason why we're concerned when our president goes out here and makes comments about, you know, that are just inflammatory, that are completely mm-hmm. racist. They are leading a people. So I think from the point, the perspective of dear white people, Sam is leading black people. She's leading them against, you know, microaggression. She's leading them against racism. She's leading them against discrimination. She's leading them to, to, to try to have something better, for black people and so when mm-hmm. you have a leader that's going out there so some of the people some of the names that i'm gonna throw out there that people look to you got van jones right okay who has a uh his wife is white if i'm not mistaken you got jesse williams who at one point was 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 married to a white woman i mean even candace owens her husband is black and i think young buck earlier said her husband is white. Uh, sorry her husband is white and mm-hmm. earlier uh young buck said kamala harris so here you have people who are in the forefront of, of, of a lot of black people looking to them and what they have to say and what they're doing in the community and how they're saying we have to build black people we have to uplift black people And one thing we know about black people is that it's about the black family, right, Th- that's you true, can, you can maintain that-, that black family then how do you have that when you don't have a black
4: family.
2: That, that's true but 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 i will i would also challenge that and, and say like that is a thinking that was very much, i don't want to say my parents generation but mm-hmm. i would say that's that's very much stems from like the the social civic um civil rights movement it's like in order to be a black leader you have to hit this checklist you've got to do this you've got to do this mm-hmm. and it's like we have to be honest with ourselves that in the new millennium black people have never been and nor will we be a monolith so our experiences in within our culture, like we say Kamala Harris, like, yeah, she married a white guy. She, for all intents and purposes, she hasn't had a normalized Black experience, but what does that even mean? You Not know, sure. was it was it the fact that she had a single father or her mom is half Bengali, like, and she went to an HBCU? Like, right. or is it, you know, Jesse Williams, who for all intents and purposes is in an industry where image matters a lot and to benefit his image, he looks appealing to white audiences. Yep. Or Is it Candace Owens, who is married to a white guy, but has a traditional African American female look like. But what is that? And in this millennia, we can't really subscribe to the idea that in order to be a black quote unquote leader. These are the attributes that you have personally and in front of people's faces, because like let's. I mean, what is a traditional black leader? Like, we're not looking for Malcolm X and we're not looking for hard bottom shoes anymore. Right. Like, a black leader could look like J. Cole.
1: Facts. You yeah, know, that's, that's, I'm that's, over here that's, shaking my head at every single <laughs> thing you just said. You know, agree. and so
2: it's, it, even though I personally even struggle with that, like, when it's brought to light, like, oh, this person has been pushed to the forefront, whether they want it or not, to speak about a black culture that is nuanced, anybody's gonna have something to say, like, you're not black enough your parents aren't Black, or you aren't right. from America, or you're not from the South, or you didn't go to an HBCU, or you live in a condo, or you didn't grow up in the hood. It's like, nobody's ever gonna have it perfect. My thing is, be with the person who inspires you to like love yourself and be safe at home. I don't care if that person looks like a white person. If they don't, it, I feel like as long as you understand the Black experience, and I don't feel in an unsafe place where I have to explain the microaggressions when I come to my home, then we cool. I don't care if you white. Well, I do. care. Yeah. So <laughs> <But laughs> as, long as, as long as you understand my cultural experience and you're not afraid to engage in that experience with me, that's all that really matters to me.
0: Right. And, you know, you kind of touched on something else that we're going to talk transition into, but what I do want to say, answer youngbuck's question about, why can't you teach them? What I always think about when we think when we're trying to teach someone of our own is, mm-hmm how do women teach men about, you know, rape? How do women teach men about sexual assault? How do women teach men about um, just how men are just creepy towards them, right? How they feel unsafe around men in certain situations when we as men don't experience it. And we try to look at that situation from our own experiences, you know, or from our experience if we were to be in that situation. So, it's almost hard to do that. You always, it almost feels like you want to have somebody there that's going, going, but it go is with possible.
1: You. Let's just keep it real. Right. Well, nothing's
0: nothing's nothing's right. impossible, right? right. I'm, and I'm not saying look, I think that for us as black people to move forward, we have to have white people there with us, we have to have other races there with us, supporting Absolutely. us, you know, and 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 in some cases, being leaders in some fashion, right? But one of the biggest things that we could that that may be a struggle in that is is how do you, how black men talk about protecting black women when you know they don't necessarily have that black woman at home you know and so that's another thing that was kind of mentioned from from uh you know the dear white people cast when they were on the show is they were asked a question about you know have they have they called the cops on like i believe it was like you know have you called the cops on somebody or some situation and a lot of and and you know um, Sam, the main character, Lo- uh, Lauren, what's her name? Logan, Lauren, or Lo- Lauren, something. Sorry, I can't yeah, forget her name. Don't get, don't get me started I, with names.
4: I, 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 <laughs> I, apologize, I
0: apologize about that. She was saying that she had to call the cops on somebody, but she hesitated. Right, and there was yeah. a lot of reasons why she hesitated in in calling the cops. Well, one of the things that I I, I kind of get is that, well, you know, this this is a black man. I don't know how that's gonna go down, or you know, like. I hear that so many times, like, this is a black man. I don't want to call the cops on a it's black so man. It's so
2: true. That happened to me yesterday. And then in the split second, um, I had to question myself, if I were in danger, would he get involved? Or he would, mm. would he not get involved when we talk mm. about the theme of, like, protecting one another? Like, you know, I live in a certain area where the demographics are every three blocks, things could change, you know? Right. And so I saw, you know, a young man driving. He pulled up not too far from my home. And I noticed that he was almost incapacitated, you know, under whatever influence, but he was driving and he was going in and out of consciousness, it seemed, right? I would have I right.
1: called the police. Without but his, hesitation. Foot,
2: his foot was still on the brake, right? And so I'm like, I, my immediate thought was, he might be in trouble, he might need medical attention. So I'm like, hey, are you okay? That was my first question. He's like, oh, I'm good. He snaps back to life. And I thought I was on like watching <laughs> The Walking Dead, right? So... 20 minutes later, he nods off again or like, you know, I'm watching him to make sure one, he doesn't drive and hit anybody's car, but also that he's actually okay. And then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna call the cops because this is ridiculous. And then I thought about it and I said, he's a black man. The last thing I want to do is further exacerbate the situation. So I said, hey, turn your car off. I was and, like, give me some water or turn your car off. And then it's like, in that moment, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to mind my business for the rest of the night. But I had to ask myself if he thought that I was in danger, would he intervene to protect me or would he call the cops to protect me or would he say that's not my business? And,
1: and I think that's what it boils down to is that uh, Black women, for whatever reason, are are deemed to be the protectors of Black men. And so it's just natural at least in my experience for black women to to take a step back and think about the possible consequences of calling the police on a black man and this this goes back to slavery and probably beyond that you know what i mean and just that idea but you know to answer your question i i think it was a valid question in asking would that black man do the same for you and you know just in my experience black men especially at a younger age have been taught to mind their business, unfortunately. But that is also based off of experience, negative experience mm-hmm. they have for for not minding their business.
2: Exactly. So, and even if we take it back to like just the like generational trauma that black people have experienced in this country when it comes to law enforcement, like we've been we've been forced to watch each other's dehumanization. Yeah. And you know that does something to you when you think about acting. And to, and to your point, like, Black women are the protectors of, like, Black men, I just feel like women are the protectors of life. And so naturally, Black women are other protectors of Black life. Like, we That's bring yes, forth Black life, smaller. so naturally we're always thinking about protecting black it. And it's, it's unfortunate when there are times when we don't feel protected, and then we get into this whole thing, like, Black men need to protect protect Black women. The truth is, they always have as well. Like, I don't know what this narrative about is like, black men don't show can, can up. Can, like, can,
1: can you repeat that? <laughs> black men
2: have always protected right. black women, just like black women have always protected black men, you know, and on both sides to a fault. And clearly, I'm only speaking about my personal experience.
3: So, right. so right. I, I just to uh, at the risk of sounding like uh, a coon or anything right.
4: like that, <laughs> no, so a-
3: no, but um I guess the, the question I want to ask just to understand <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah, sure. just to understand is why. Like to me, like so I guess not really why, because it makes sense, right? Like black women are the protectors of black life and that makes so much sense. That's and going on a shirt, by the way. It should. It should, because that's that's fire. You need to trade trademark that ASAP. We write but, that down. Uh, my question, right, and I guess what I'm trying to understand is why. That sounds so tiring to me the fact that as a black woman or as a black person that every time you step out of your door you are now automatically responsible for any other melanated person that you come into contact with and like that's that's so this sounds so tiring to me. Like I, you, uh, a Mike and Obi Wan can attest to this. I complain a lot in the. We have a a, a group chat about like, yo, the, the quote unquote responsibilities that, that are put on my shoulders every day as a man are so fucking tiring as it is, and I can only imagine because this shit is gonna get worse. As far as I'm concerned, a Mike, Obi Wan, and all these other motherfuckers is is superhuman because this shit is daunting. And then well, you, thank have- you. <laughs> then I gotta. I have to now be the, the de facto protectorate for all of these potential black women that I could come into contact with. In my mind, I'm like, sis, I can barely protect myself. And you want me to protect you? I'm protecting you by saying, look, you need to run because I'm finna run too.
0: You just, you just answered your question from earlier, right? How do, you, how do you teach someone who is not of the same as you? And it's like, how do you understand what a black woman goes through if you haven't experienced some of that yourself as a black man? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean you just tapped into the consciousness of a black woman and the plight that and the struggle that they have on a daily basis like and we nice. only understand a, a fraction of it because yeah. you know we out here doing us so and honestly I mean you know when you talk about ADZ you talk about your situation today today if you were on the opposite end you know Mm -hmm. would a would a black man do the same for you and and I'll be honest I've been asked that question several times and I've had I've had my answer be like nah that ain't my business Mm -hmm. I've had my answer be like I don't know I need to be in that situation and Mm -hmm. I've had my answer be like oh yeah definitely I would but for you know a black woman the answer is always the same like
2: it's always yes. It yes. always is yes. And it's always going to be yes. But but to your point, like, we don't know what it's like as, as men to feel like we are the consistent providers and protectors either. Like, my right. protection is only when I see something happen. I'm not thinking about that every day. Like, you know, to, to um, Young Buck's point, I don't go out in the street and be like, make, let me make sure I have my super boots capable. Like, <laughs> no. But if I see a child who needs help, if I see anybody who needs help, that is my natural instinct if I'm not gonna compromise my own safety, but I don't know what it's like to live in that space as a responsible man, adult man, you know? Because, and I think it comes down to proximity and, and, I, and sometimes I get upset when I see my, my friends who are men who happen to have children and they have a girl or they have a boy and they're like, oh man, I'm not ready to have a girl because the world is crazy. And in my mind, I'm like, you don't think that you live in that world, contribute to that world and you also making somebody else's world feel crazy? and you know this guy's a really really great friend of mine and he like really broke it down for me one day he was like you have no idea how afraid black men are to even engage with women period because every woman automatically feels unsafe black women included and so i don't know if it's okay to give you a hug i don't know if it's okay to be in the elevator with you i don't know if it's me complimenting like your natural beauty are you going to feel offended so or even opening start, a door. <laughs> exactly. He was like, I don't know if I should make eye contact with women because they're going to feel unsafe. So, the majority of women, he was just talking about his experience, the majority of women who are screaming for this protection or about the lack thereof, they have no idea how difficult it is for men to even engage in what is their natural expression because the world has taught them to be afraid of who they are physically
3: absolutely yeah. you know so what that, i mean
2: like it's a black man you should be afraid
3: that reminds me of a story that one of our listeners have about how he was uh trying to help um a black woman in the club that he thought was uh being assaulted mm-hmm. and long story short he ends up getting jumped by her her friends
0: yeah that happened to uh that happened to somebody we know i was there that <laughs> <Yeah>. night <laughs> yeah. like, i no, was i was there that night and, and it's crazy you know um and and it's crazy you know but there's a situation that, that happened out there that we all know about where a lot of people are questioning, yo, why didn't this black man protect this black woman? And, you know, of course I'm talking about, you know, the situation with Tory Lanez and, and uh, Magda stallion. And he recently dropped the album, I guess, what, a uh, couple days ago or whatnot. Before, and for yesterday. And <laughs> I, I, I actually didn't even hear the, the album. I don't, I don't. I never was a Tory Lanez fan, but I just there was a snippet that I heard on the internet, and it got me thinking. Like, oh, he shot her because he was mesmerized over Kylie, <laughs> because he was talking about how Kylie looked like an angel and she looked like a baby in a manger. And I'm like, which lets my... you
2: know he thinks Jesus is a white woman. Like right. that was the question.
0: <laughs> <of the movie. laughs> And my thought to that, yeah, I sent it to the group chat and I was like, yo, fellas, what's wrong with these black men? Like, what the hell is going on with these black men?
1: By the way, ADZ, that's a conversation that we have often. What's wrong with these black men? We feel like our group is just different. Like, idolizing someone like Kylie Jenner, to me, is just mind-boggling. Right, it's that's not man. even
2: her real face. Like, exactly. what are you mesmerized by? Exactly. Um, but, I mean, that that also, like, speaks to, like, you know, I don't want to say, like, who raised you, but who raised you? It's like, what what I know about Tory Lanez independently is that he lost his mom at a, a young age. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's like these these different life experiences that we have shape, like, who how we see ourselves, how we show up in the world. Because, like, as, as much as we're like, oh, protect Black women, that's messed up about what Tory allegedly did. And I say allegedly because none of us were there. We've seen nothing. All we know is... She was hit with someone's gun. It must have been his. That doesn't mean he shot her. But, I mean, it's just ridiculous to think that, you know, he felt the need to not only speak on it, speak on it in that way, presenting that comparative. It's just so many layers there. I'm like, bro, you should have just stayed silent or jumped on IG. Yeah, and and that was my point, yo.
1: I I thought that was disgusting that he, he took that opportunity to use it to his advantage, to, to drop an album and engage listeners. Even people who may not necessarily listen to Tory Lanez on a regular basis are going to go listen just to find out what he has to say.
3: How is that and, any different and, than what Jada Pinker did? Hold on. on
2: listen, we're not uh, talking about... <laughs> so, So, hold on. Protect black I do, women, young buck. Protect black I,
3: women. I do want to mention that, women, though.
2: okay? And entanglement is a right. And and are, I mean, I thought that was disgusting
0: as well. They're 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 married. I mean, Will wasn't forced. I, I Will wasn't forced to go on there. I think yeah, I don't was. know. I don't did you know. why I see did. his face? Yo, chill, chill. I chill. Love
2: his face, but that was that what does his face is face is, when is she that brought that idea to him, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm cool with it." He or better yet, or face.
0: better yet, when you deal with trauma doesn't mean you're going to be all happy about it, even if it right. was 10, 10 years ago, two years ago, three years ago. So him having to rekindle those feelings of emotion is what you saw in his face. Not that he was forced to go on the red, red table. They don't force well, each other to do anything so- anymore. But we get We don't actually We get enough we the topic. What I did want to mention with this Tory and Meg situation, especially about not protecting black women, is, yeah, people like he shot her. How could he do that to black woman, right? First of all, if he did shoot her, it could have been a mistake, it could have been an accident, he could have been drunk. But where he really fumbled in protecting a black woman is putting out these lyrics that make him the victim, you know? It's and disgusting. and it's like, you're not the victim, bro.
2: But but I I, I I I would I would say how is he not? Thank because you. Because in, in this entire situation, let's let's be honest, like Clearly these are young people with money, with alcohol in their systems. Mm -hmm. Let's say that. And drugs. And drugs. Like this may have been one of all of us at any point in our lives, we weren't celebrities. you know. But I think about that situation. I also think about Rihanna and Chris. Megan has, and I don't want to say benefited, but the public opinion is more on her side and supportive than with Toy Lanes. Now I'm not saying they're not both equally at fault for whatever happened. He has never been charged. But well, why is he the villain in this situation? Because he's the fault. man. That's not that's, his fault. No, well, hold on. Fault. Let, let, let me get. I go don't ahead, think
0: Obi-Wan. Yeah, because I'm not saying that he has to be the villain, right? But what yeah. I'm saying is, you're 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 not the victim, or better yet, or, or Betty of... or Betty yet. Yeah, you're not you're not the only. Vi- and the reason why I'm going to say that is because the reason why Meg came and spoke about this was because she was getting dragged. Extremized. Yeah. Yeah, hey, in the beginning was, she was. She, was getting yeah. a she wasn't getting any support, not from Tory. He wasn't coming out and saying anything.
1: You know what I mean? You
2: can't talk about an open case. So thank.
3: you. So that's I just, true. Okay, but but I,
1: however, his, I'm sorry, um, Young Buck, not to cut you off, but to cut you off. Um, his handshake ain't matching his smile. Yo, he's being very cryptic. Like you know, he randomly
3: texted and said, "I'm sorry." No, yo. Or, so, so, so I'm sorry, but that is Young that Buzz is a, the listen. number one misconception as the only person. who So I listened to this album once out of curiosity. And then when Obi-Wan said, we're going to put this as a full topic. I listened another two times and there's so many misconceptions. Like one thing I'm, I'm highly disappointed in, in spaces like The Breakfast Club for is for playing lyrics like that out of context. Like I, there's context for those lyrics, just like there's context for yes. that text. He explains in multiple songs of his yes. album that text that he sent about "I'm sorry" was for the how he disrespected Kylie or how he disrespected Meg when they were sitting in the pool talking yes. about how Kylie was right, cryptic, like. A, I get it. Look, no, let look, let it's me, not cryptic. It's it's out of context. But
0: Young Buck, you know what you're doing right now? You you protecting uh, Tory Lanez when so nobody was protecting fine, Meg. Though, Obi- but, it, because... but it's not it's not fine when we're not protecting Meg. I, that's what like, I'm. Trying can we to do say. both? He said yeah. his piece and motherfuckers is like not but different. people though, no, but people are, to me what it seems like I don't feel like Meg's piece was ever truly accepted. I think people dragged Tory lanes, don't get me wrong, but I don't think people ever truly accepted Meg's piece, especially when she came out and said she was trying to protect
2: so Tory
0: yeah, right. And it seems like they have history that goes beyond just this weekend, right? It
2: sounds like a violent, a volatile like, relationship that, is what that it goes, sounds they were like that
0: goes that goes deeper. But my point is that we have we we pit two black people against each other, us in the media, us that uh, that don't know what's happened. We've allowed them to get you know to get emotional and play into what people are saying, which is why Meg did come out, which is why Tori did come out and drop and drop an album. But my point is like this is going to be more impactful than Meg speaking her truth. Because to me, I, and, 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 you know, we've had this conversation. I'm all about people, artists using their art to, to really express themselves and get, and get that out there. But to way in which I feel like this was done, he said nothing, absolutely nothing. Then all of a sudden he's like 9 PM. Like that's, that's for show. Like, that's, that's to get the the news, bees, the news fees going, the Twitter fingers going, and things like that. That's all for show, and what it seems like to big himself up, versus just coming out and saying your truth. I didn't shoot Meg. Hey, ongoing situation. I'm sorry that this had to happen.
2: Why does yeah. he have to do that, though? Why isn't he guarantee the rights of everyone who is being charged for a crime that we're going to let this play out in court, and I'm not going to say anything about it, white people who are not of color have that benefit in the media. The hey, moment the story I, broke, I, I he was going to yeah. be he was going to be the aggressor. He was going to be the one that we were going to demonize because she's a woman. And then when the people started to say, "She's taller than him. He's little." <laughs> then she, you know, then
1: he <laughs> came. The memes were
0: hilarious. Well, he he, did, he he said something so it was too late for that. He should just right. kept his mouth shut. No. Nah, but, but,
2: but but the same thing happened with Chris Brown and Rihanna. And the public was like, "Yo, she's an island woman. You know, she beats his ass all the time. You know, yeah, we, know we know that. there's a volatile relationship. The moment that picture went out, everything matter. changed.
3: But you know what? This I still is, feel she beat his ass. It's funny. I know
2: Rihanna beat his ass. <laughs> <come> <laughs> Everybody knows
3: that. To answer your just question, just like though,
2: Megan probably whooped Tory Lanez. Nah,
3: ass. I don't think that's what it was. I but mean, to, to answer, so answer your not but so. that doesn't mean anything. Like just because he's that big, don't mean she gotta be violent. I
2: think that it is plausible. I'm not saying it's possible, but I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they had an extremely volatile relationship.
3: But to answer your question, I see, both, I see both sides. To answer your question though, this is a clear cut case of niggas ain't never happy with with shit. Motherfuckers was was mad when he wasn't speaking, and now they're mad that he said something in his own way. Niggas is never happy. This is yeah, why I I'm, content, I'm content, I'm yep. content in not saying anything until I hear the full story, until like they're in court. You know what I mean? Like if he I did do it, you. he should be under the jail. If not, you know what I mean? Like they need to go about figuring out how to give this man uh, his peace so about this the situation. Like, no, but
2: at the same time, niggas go nig and a nig is, is going to drop an album about nothing. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Like, come on. So, so ADZ and Young Buck, y'all don't really feel like he's not protecting Meg in this situation. Y'all kind of feel like he also is a victim and he's not being protected in this situation. So, now, to okay. Adz, is that you just being a woman, feeling like you got to protect the black man?
2: Oh, I like how you <laughs> I like how you brought that back to center. I, I think I'm trying to look at it object objectively without like knowing I have no personal interest vested in it. But mm-hmm. I also know that like there are three sides to every story, and it, it, like I am, I'm not going to believe in my heart that he pulled a gun on a woman and shot her intentionally. I don't believe that happened. I although agree. I do believe she was shot.
0: I agree. I'm agree. i not saying
2: I, he didn't do it, but I don't believe that was like, you getting on my nerves, I'm about to check you right quick. Now, give I don't know why pop, I believe pop. that. <laughs> I just do. I believe that. I don't know why I believe that, but I do. And maybe that yeah. is me saying, you know, black men are vilified in the media, no matter what the case is. And maybe that is me protecting him and also saying about her, like, we all need to be protected for we each other, for the protected. benefit of each other. What's not protection is all the blogs running a video of black trauma like you would never see a video of a white woman shot anywhere anyhow on television period. And, well, and, and you're unless right.
1: unless we're talking about O.J. Simpson and
4: Well, place. no,
2: they wouldn't even show her body, but if it was whoever whoever, they'd be mm-hmm. out in the street. Like the fact that we can point to some media footage to say, we I saw this black woman bleeding in the street.
0: Let's keep who showing it. Protecting mm-hmm. who? like We we don't control our own media and and that's, you know, that's part, a, of the a, a part of the issue. Um yeah, man, we that I mean, that just takes me to the next blow that I felt like that we we've been dealt Um, and that's with the, with Breonna Taylor and here we are still a hundred and something days later and you know, her murderers have not been arrested and not even just that there is not even an ounce of justice for this family. When I, when I found out about, uh, this grand jury verdict, yeah, I was like, damn, they didn't dug up her body and spit it in her face and then threw it back in the dirt. Because to have a verdict that absolutely address does not address what happened to her is just utterly, you know, yeah, I, I mean ridiculous. I,
1: I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like we need to be well versed in the law because there's too many loopholes on why police keep getting away with these type of situations. I, I just don't understand it. And maybe that's part of the issue is that we don't understand and that they do understand and they know how to use it to their advantage. And that's what seems like happens over and over and over again and until we start to make a change and who we vote into the right places to make a change, nothing is going to happen.
2: Yeah. It's, you know, it's been a difficult week in, in unpacking all of that, and especially talking about uh, the safety of Black women. But if I can for a moment, what that verdict told me, or taught me rather, or not even told me, just made, made it clear, is that they were the police were at her house to execute a warrant for someone that she used to date while she was in bed with her new man.
1: Yeah. And it was, it was a no-knock warrant at that.
2: Right. And well, well, without looking at the legality and the specifics about that, I'm thinking about how many of my sister friends and how many of us as women, not you guys, allow men in our lives who will bring harm or danger to us. Yeah, because what I what I really had to think about was, who do you associate with? Yes, she's in her own home but understand that who you're around and you allow them into your home, you are allowing the things that they are involved in into your home. So granted, the person they weren't looking, the person they were looking for wasn't even there. That's not even the person who fired a shot at the police that then justified them opening fire into her residence. But the truth of it is in the state of Kentucky, if a known criminal or known criminal activity happens at any location, they have the authority to proceed. And that
1: is the issue, right there. In that is the
2: issue, and and but what that said to me is, in in our in our communities as women, because we're protectors, because we also are helping men to provide, when men in our community go into the uh, judicial system and they are in jail and they come home, they're not putting their homeboy's address on their paperwork. They put in their mother's address. They put in their mm-hmm. sister's address. Damn they put mother. in their baby mama's address. And so when you choose to date someone who willingly or unwillingly as a part of that system, you are saying, I give the police the right to police me as well.
1: well I mean, that's if they know. That's the other aspect. I don't even know if, if some of these men that are doing that understand what that comes with.
2: Exactly. And, it's, like, and it's, it's why you have to be particular about who you date. And I'm in no way justifying the violence that was brought to her front door because of who she decided to involve in her life you may not know that the person you're romantically interested in has open warrants. I would hope that you do, but if you don't know he has open warrants, anything can come to your front door.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that definitely goes to our theme today of uh, protecting black women, um, but protecting each other as Black people. Like that's just a crazy thought that, you know, yeah. what you just said to think that somebody that you dated is, is going to bring harm to you, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Uh, I do want to get back to the the grand jury verdict if, you know, just to talk about a little bit um, what came out of it. Uh, So ideally, there was only one charge that came out of the the grand jury verdict, and um, it's what they call um, wanton, I guess that shit just slipped my mind. Gosh, somebody look it up for me. Um,
2: Wanton disregard or wanton negligence.
0: Wanton negligence, something like that. So basically... One of the officers was charged for firing his weapon into an adjacent adjacent apartment um, building. That was the only charge that came out of it. So nothing about once again Breonna Taylor. But
1: what does that mean? Does that mean he shot through the wall?
0: Like so, so, so when they describe what happened, this police officer went outside, looked into their her to Breonna Taylor's apartment window, and started mm. busting shots. He bust a lot of shots. He passed a lot of shots through the window and it went into the adjacent apartment. And so when you think about it, it's crazy, right? The man that potentially endangered the lives of other folks was charged while the, the, the men who endangered the live life of two people were not charged with anything. Like, You know, I know a Mike said we got to we got to, you know, really talk about the the loopholes and the things like that. But what about just accountability? Like if we do something on the job, if I'm a doctor and I, I mistakenly stick a needle into the wrong patient or
2: into somebody's lungs, or into somebody's, somebody's
0: lungs. <laughs> or into somebody's lungs, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be held accountable for my
1: actions. Where is where is just a little bit of accountability here? Yeah, I mean, that is the issue, right? There is no accountability. And, and I think they know that. And so they move accordingly because they know that there's no accountability. They would yeah. not be held to the same standards as everybody else in society because they are police officers. I
3: think one thing we're forgetting here is that the police is like the biggest fraternity in America, right? And all this verdict tells me is that they would do anything necessary to... Defend their 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 people. So I say yeah. that in the sense that they're justifying, um, not charging them by saying, "Well, her her boyfriend shot first, so right. we were just acting in retaliation to protect ourselves, regardless of any other outlining factors."
1: And and so and I asked, just, like, what were they charged with? What were they trying to charge them with? You know, for them to use that as an argument.
0: Well, that's I don't, enough. and and, and uh, you know, and what I spoke, what I was saying is, I don't even think that that was even a thought, right? So, right. to them, they fired the first shot; they had a right to fire back. There's nothing to even charge them with, right? In right?
1: the discussion, and, right? And
0: in the discussion, and that's the facts you present, but that is not presenting the whole facts, right? A no knock warrant, right, into the wrong person's apartment, while the person that you're looking for is in custody already. If that ain't negligence, stupidity. It was, it was
1: nighttime. Like, like, why they jumping in there at nighttime?
0: Why aren't they being held accountable to that? And then, you know, and, this, and the other thing about black people not being humans, right? Yeah, if I am in it, my own yeah. home and somebody comes into my home, I have a right to protect myself.
2: Not if they're the police.
0: Not unless they're the police, right? But that's only for black people. Because if it's white people, they're getting that right. You know what I mean? And it's like, yo, that, that shit just doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense, you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense that they're justified just because they wear a badge, whereas I'm not even justified in my own homes. But it also goes to the fact that we as people don't even own ourselves, right? They always say we don't own our children, but do we even really own ourselves man? But this just really makes me feel like voting in people that you want to do the things for you, right? If you're not happy with this verdict, man
3: vote them all out (laughs) can can I ask a question though because how does so because from my understanding it was a jury of like our peers who decided this how does like voting dictate like who is in the jury pool it's not about the
1: the the attorney general my understanding is he could
3: that's who it is yes
2: he brings the charges
1: he brings before
2: the jury but if he never presented anything on Brianna's behalf they weren't yeah. even deliberating anything about Brianna. Exactly. Right. Right.
1: Okay. Yep. And right. nobody knows
2: sense. what was um, you know, submitted because it was closed. It's right. not open to the public. You right. know,
1: and, and just, just for, you know, some, some information out there, the, the attorney general in the Missouri, Saint Louis was it Saint Louis? W- what city was that in Missouri again? No, this
3: is this Louisiana, is Kentucky. Yeah. No, no, Louisville. I'm saying
1: some of the in past cases, the attorney generals that didn't do their job got voted out by the people.
3: Oh, oh, so so like St. Louis is one mm, of them.
1: So so in this particular case, the only thing that's unfortunate about this attorney general is he just came into office. So he has at least five more years before he's up for another election. Yeah. And
2: and guarantee they're going to vote him out.
1: Yeah. 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 I
0: do. I I do want to say that, you know, a little bit positive that we can look at this um, and, you know, the family got a settlement. And out of the settlement, there were a bunch of different laws that the mayor actually signed into law. Um, so, you know, he signed the Bre- Breonna Taylor Law, for one, which is, you know, it's going to ban no-knock warrants. Um, it's going to mandate the use of body cameras. They had body cameras that weren't working, so we can't even investigate what actually happened. Like
1: that's um, always their excuse, though. Yeah. Like, the body cameras wasn't working. Yeah. Like, how long are we going to accept that shit for? Like, come the, on now.
0: They're going to install new leadership into that police department Um, So there was definitely a lot of things that the mayor has signed into law that will hopefully, you know, change for the future. But, you know, I I, I really do think that it's really important for us to pay attention. We need to start paying attention more locally than we are nationally. Like everything is national, national, national president, president, president. And we definitely need to get back to the basics in our community. Not to say that Louisville, Kentucky you know, Brianna's community is not important, but I need. A, we need to focus in on our communities um, and really try to make changes in, in the communities that we live in, man.
1: Yeah, and, and to bring all this together, right, all these topics, one thing that comes to mind, and, and Young Buck kind of questioned this, is at the end of the day, I think there's something that was lost that we need to come back together, and that is protecting our community. And that okay. means Black men protecting Black women and Black women protecting Black men. And, and that's what we need to do. And I feel like, you know, somewhere down the line that that idea that sentiment was lost and we need to bring it back.
2: And, you know, hopefully that will you start to see some changes. A- agreed. Like, you know, the whole my, my business thing, we are our business. Yeah. Yep. We are our business and we have to be about our business. And whether, you know, people you know, zero in on that in their own families, because let's talk about it. That's that's who Black women need to be protected from the men that they already know not like some boogeyman in the bushes, you know, like attend to your own business first.
0: Absolutely. Uh, It starts at home. So we definitely got to start making that change uh, at home and in our communities. And we got to start looking out for each other, man.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So um, as the EBS crew, we would like to take this time and ask ADZ, if there's anything you want to, you know, ask us or anything you would like to discuss with the crew. You know
2: what? You know, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm hot. Like, you know, I'm always bringing... <laughs> this is why <laughs> Wait, I'm hot. This <laughs> is Y'all, why I'm no, hot. <laughs>
4: that <laughs> I'm is funny.
2: I'm comfortable, right? Um, but no, like, you know, I, I had the pleasure of, you know, seeing Obi-Wan around the way. And, you know, we, we happen to be talking about something mm-hmm. that um really stood out to, to myself and my sister, which were... Like, you know, what is up with people cohabitating before marriage or even if that is an option? And so, you know, I was emphatic and, you know, my my sister slash friend and I share the same views of if that's not the road you're going down, that's not an option for me as a woman because I'm protecting myself, right? What is up with these dudes out here who feel comfortable just living with any a- random woman that they date a- a- in
0: like, d- I think you need to be a little bit more truthful in them dudes that you're referring to, okay, because I think it yeah, was a specific group. D-
2: dudes who are financially capable of taking care of themselves, mm, Okay. you know, who, who are a part of this new generation who, okay, you went to school, you can do good all by yourself or do great, you know, with somebody else, you have the means, but instead of like being responsible and protecting and providing you're like nah i'm gonna live with you for four months i'm gonna break up and then i'm gonna move in with my other girlfriend
1: (laughs) oh so these these guys in particular are users
2: not Mm. even guys being users but more so what are the cultural ramifications or impact of in your adulthood cohabitating with someone who you probably will not marry Mm. yeah So. And that has, you know, little to do with gender because I think that women do it too. They be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to come move in with so-and-so and once I get my credit together, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave him and buy a house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that happens too. You know, that's it true. goes both ways.
3: That's that's immediately what, what I thought of. I was like, oh, you were just talking about the city boys. Oh! That's, <laughs> city that's, what that's, boys. that's what that sounds like to I me. Mean, that city just...
2: boys and high girls, what's, what's up with that? Like, is that Is that protecting each other? Like, wh- what does that do for us as a community, like, Is that is that the way that we all should be building our credit and invest in buying investment homes out here?
3: No, I don't. I personally don't think if you are if you're not a city boy, if you're not a city girl, a hot girl, however you want to refer to yourself, you should you should do that. But I mean, I just think that's like I just feel like this generation is a generation of people who are who are trying to finesse. Right. Get a leg up for themselves. And this is just a new way they're doing it. Right. Like we see this in several other avenues of life. Like, when it comes to particularly my generation, I think. You know what I mean? So, I feel like this is just another avenue for people to do it. This is men doing it. Like, to me, it's it's not dissimilar to, like, OnlyFans. It's just an avenue for, get, for getting money. You well, know what well, I
4: mean?
2: Mm, for, our, for our listeners and those of, of us who do not troll on the weekends, what is a city boy <laughs> and what is a hot girl?
3: So, which, yeah, you, you got the the city girls and then the hot girls, right? So, the city oh, girls, that's – that's, that's okay. um. Oh uh, shit, what do they call the actual city girls, right? So okay. the city girls group, that's what they call themselves. And it's just like, you know, I'm not super familiar with it but from my understanding. It's just women that's you know finessing. They out here getting Teach bag. you how to get an eight-figure nigga. You yeah, those, I'm saying? Those women. Yeah. I don't cook, yeah, I, I don't girls. clean, but let me show you how I got this ring, them type of women. And it's it's the same for oh, hot okay, girls. I've heard it's, that like, it's like it's <laughs> like it's the same for the hot girls, but it's like those are like the Meg and the fans, right? Because that's what she called herself. It was a hot girl summer, right? And so like I, especially with the city girls when when city girls was coming up you saw like a lot of dudes flipping that to be the city boys so we doing we finesse in the same way you all finessing but we men so we're gonna call ourselves city boys but yeah. is that
2: being a man is a is no. a man can a man say he a man if he a hot boy or si- whatever well, <laughs> responsible okay I mean, irresponsible i don't
0: know i don't, I I don't even boy. know i don't even know if they're looking at it in that regard it just seems like people right now have so many insecurities they they don't want to deal with it. They just want to go feed off of somebody else's insecurity and they want to take advantage of them so they ain't got to face their own insecurities, you know, because we got to ask ourselves, you why is it that, you know, you are going to live off of a, a woman or live off of a man when you can take care of yourself? Like, what is it about yourself that you haven't validated in your own being to feel that you can, and in, in, in what I would say, be a man or be a woman and stand on your own two feet that you got to go rob somebody else of something, knowing that they don't have the strength to turn you away. They don't have the strength to walk walk away from that because they got their own shit that they're dealing with, and it then they in, in. and they in turn go do the same thing. So we just we just we just create in a cycle, and 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 to me, it's going to be an even bigger cycle because this is also a generation where you know you do have OnlyFans, right? You do got. You do have ways to have a quicker come up. Uh, so if you living with somebody and you all you're doing is gotten your OnlyFans, you got that quick come up, you know, you're gonna think that's the move and that's what you're gonna be trying to do.
2: And and it and it, it bothers me because like naturally I think about Breonna Taylor, right? She she's a, a city worker, she's an essential worker, she works for EMS. You know that means she has crazy hours, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Why is her boyfriend even a D boy? So she can save him? Like what like what is it about like okay, I'm here at this station in life, but I'm going to date somebody who I know is not good for me, who is going to bring this element into my life that's going to complicate my life for their benefit?
1: I, I think um, there's a number of reasons. I think, you know, one, people, the insecurities, you know, thinking that you're not good enough to date somebody on your level. Right. You know, at the same time, we can say that people are financially able to live on their own, but they might not be mentally able to live on their own, and, and so at that point, that's where they're leeching on to other people, which is why in the beginning I said uh, using. And I think the idea, the sense that I get in 2020 um, with Young Bucks' generation is that, like you said, everybody trying to get that one up, everybody trying to survive, you know what I mean? You got the OnlyFans, and, and it's everything is a transaction, everything's about business, yeah. and right. that's what it boils down to, you know what I mean? That's real. I mean, like,
2: like, you're right. Like this generation is about surviving. It's like, you know, after you survive, you're trying to live. I'm not trying to live like that, you know? And when you're trying to be responsible and build your life to you can't, so where you can live and thrive and you're past that survival phase, like all that karma is coming back to you. So the young man we happen to be talking about that particular day, he happened to be, you know, African-American. And so I, you know, I threw out the question, you know, Maybe is that an African-American culture thing where men who don't have an intention of marrying women will prefer to date them. And then after they have finished XYZ and they've been a down chick and they've tolerated uh, Gucci man shenanigans, then, you know, Gucci man level type shenanigans. Let me not, you know, single him out. Then you deserve to be provided for and protected. And then now that you have a girl, now you're all about I'm a girl dad and I'm protecting women. Sound like but, a You know, you wasn't yeah. in the gym when you was, like, taking her EBT card and, like, selling it in the parking lot. Like, you wasn't <laughs> you wasn't in the gym when, you know, she was putting you through school or she was oh. studying and you're like, oh, my gosh, I still need XYZ.
1: But on the other end, right, and I'm going to sound like an asshole, does she demand those things? You know what I mean? Like, that's the other aspect of it. It's like, whether it's a man or a woman, if you're the one that's being used, it's, it's probably because you're not demanding or setting your expectations. And so... You know, naturally, people are just going to take advantage of of situations, and that might be what's going on there. If, if if she's not saying anything, if she's allowing all that BS to go on, you know, somebody who's doing the BS, I'm like, fuck it. If she ain't saying shit, I'm gonna keep
2: doing me. And I'm a, I'm a like, what what young Buck say? I'm going to turn it up, run it up, hot boy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, honestly, I think is, I really believe it's it's just that simple, yo. We are just in that day and age, in that generation, where it's like. I'm gonna do whatever I can to make it quick, but and and keep it moving. So if that means I'm a, I'm gonna go live with this chick for a little bit, stack my bread while she paying for me, and and I ain't gotta worry about nothing. And then in four or five months, I'm gonna go to the next chick because it's the same thing that we do see with women with doing it online. And I think guys want to have their own avenue too. Like they can't be out here, you know, fake getting naked and and you know shit like I that on that. ig so <laughs> they trying they trying to find their own avenue and they trying to find their own wave and that's what it's really about man i think it's just it's just that simple yo.
2: you know here, here i was thinking that people people were raised right and it's like nah you don't do that unless you
1: mm-hmm.
2: you're trying to really do that like you know i, Some I think people, we all have had experiences with that it's like of course right. i've been propositioned by people i there, like oh let's move in together and i'm like It doesn't mean I'm staying at home in my parents' house. Like, I do want to have that level of independence, like, let me move out on my own. But I'm not about to shack up unless we buy a house. Like,
0: I don't think everybody has that mentality, even from our generation. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, there are plenty of people that feel that it's easier for them to survive outside of their home when they live with somebody. And they're not even thinking about the intentions of the relationship that they're with. They're only thinking about the moment right now as in I got somebody that can match what I can match and we can go get this place together and they're yeah, not even we- thinking about the intentions of what's going to happen down the line mm-hmm. you know you for, so for me I set my intentions from day 1 the only the only woman I'm living with besides my mother is my wife you I know what you. I mean I so know. some people ain't setting those intentions they only thinking like shit I'm trying to get out this house I'm trying you know I'm trying to be in a quote unquote adult I'm trying to be grown I can't do it on my own. All right. Let's let's come together. Let's yeah. let's do it, it this It perpetuates that's all a cycle it is. I don't know. It to be does
3: part perpetuate of. it. Live with family. I, that was my exact mindset. Live I with wish, your mama. I no, but I mean, <laughs> sometimes like, you gotta leave point, your mama's
2: house. You can't do right. everything in your mama's house. I'm saying,
3: but to Obi-Wan's point, right? Because that was my mindset, right? I was the person who was like, damn, I don't give a fuck how, but I gotta get the fuck up out of here. I need my own space. But my immediate wasn't my immediate thought process wasn't wasn't, oh, let me go find somebody who's well to fuck off and go leech off of them. It was oh my cousin trying to move. To a city I'm trying to move to, to as well. Fuck it, let's get a place together, and that's what we did. You know what I mean? And and shit, it it it, it, it achieved the goal for me.
2: Yeah.
3: Well,
1: ADC, I hope we was able to answer that question okay. effectively.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean,
2: I'm ready to hear what the listeners have to say because I'm not the only one who's noticing this, especially in times of the pandemic. People breaking up, moving yeah. out, getting back together.
0: We're going to put that out there for our listeners. Thank you for
1: bringing it here to the EVS podcast. And, you know, we appreciate that. Yep. So, uh, this is our favorite part of the, the episode. Not so rapid fire.
3: That we wasn't going to be that for, for K Law. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. She well, told us to
0: get some real sound effects. But until we do,
1: <laughs>
4: makeshift
0: <laughs> out this bitch, Photoshop out this motherfucker. Right. <laughs> so we're gonna start with the uh we got the first topic of not so rapid fire and we're gonna take this one all the way to uh Nigeria, Africa, where they have decided to uh to stop playing games with these rapists out here and uh they will now face castration or the death penalty if the victim is uh fourteen years or younger. Like they don't play over there, man. I'm surprised they wasn't they you know what they do now, the, the village gets you, they burning you alive.
2: But
4: God
1: damn. Well, you know, listen.
2: Dark and hell is hot.
4: <laughs>
1: I feel like you get what you deserve. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you just taking the pussy or the penis or whatever the case may be, and and you're not supposed to be, that's what's gonna happen. It is what it is. I I mean, I don't know. I don't have much more to say than that. Like, that's the consequences. You shouldn't be doing that shit in the first place. So, I, if they if they had something like that in America, you would see a, a drastic drop for sure, of fucking rapists out here moving like they can.
4: Yeah. I
2: I agree. That, That was like, when I saw that come across, like, my BBC News feed, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I take that as, like, a step of, like, okay, naturally you would think we're protecting women, right? But men get raped, too. I don't know how prevalent that is in those communities or how often that's talked about. But I immediately thought about, what if that was here in the U.S.? You know, would our president be up for... The penalty Mm. or like but like what people I think what people don't yes rape rape is a crime that exists across genders but for the the majority of women who are victims it's not somebody you don't know and it's somebody that you know so how serious are they when it comes to the enforcement of that crime because when it's the pastor or when it's your uncle or your brother or your cousin who you're you know who was being accused of these crimes how how then is it going to work like it's good to
0: say that. But I, rape is a personal crime. I yeah, and that's 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 valid, and I think it supports my thought of that. This seems a bit harsh. Um, I do, while I do think rape is a very very is harsh in itself. I do think the punishments for that should be harsh, nope. um, but I do think that we should try to be humane in the ways that we respond to things. You know, even when something inhumane is done, we can't respond in an inhumane way. Like we still had to be humane, and as as black people, we look at the inhumane things that happen to us and the way that we are treated versus our counterparts, and we say that's not right. It wouldn't then be okay for us to go out there and do the same inhumane things. And I know people feel that that's not true that that it is okay. I'm of the elk that it's not okay. So yeah, I, but the, you know, the
4: issue
1: the issue here is that if if you catch a rapist and they go through the process of doing paying the time for the crime they what happens if they end up doing it again you know and this and this
2: we're watching SVU it's like all the same shit like yes
0: yeah, I, I get that but we're looking at this and we think it's going to prevent rape and it's not
2: exactly so, so
3: we're we're
2: not so...
0: looking
3: at this from the perspective that this is in America like cuz this is actually something one of our, our listeners brought up who's who's outside of America and he's like one thing we got to keep in mind is like things are different in other countries like to me when i heard this i'm like oh they must have a, a massive rape problem and so this is less a way to to harshly punish people but more so a way to deter people like nuclear deterrence are a thing for a reason you know what i mean like it, it doesn't matter But to your point it doesn't uh a hey mike it doesn't matter if mm-hmm. if um if you're not scared of the punishment because you're just going to do it, take the time and then do it again. But if right. you're scared, if you know the one time I fuck up, <laughs> you're going to chop a nigga dick off. <laughs> and yeah. or kill this motherfucker, yo, I'm good.
0: That's not facts, yo. Because in Nigeria, they got the same law. If you're gay, you, what, what is it? You straight to jail or something like that? People are still gay and they still coming out. My point no, I thought they're hiding
1: it. They're not hiding it. There's my, no gay in Nigeria.
0: Shut the, the up. point. The, 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 they are hiding it, trust the, me. Like, you the,
2: know?
0: the point I'm trying to make is that there's always going to be people who aren't scared
2: exactly jihadists well, they're, they're jihadists they're are not off.
3: scared you know what that's, i mean that's, what, what that's is true. what is a jihadist scared of then he gonna get his dick cut off what you mean this is a simple answer like, what's a god to a non believer versus versus uh, getting uh, it blown a dickless off dickless that's who versus he is, getting like, it blown off anyway man
0: all i'm saying is i don't know i guess the crime here fits the i guess the punishment here fits the crime so i i can't be too yeah, mad i'm interested
2: it. to see how how it's actually enforced enforced
0: right yeah. Right, right, you know? right yeah so this was an interesting one that we had that we posted on our IG page. Uh, and it was a little video about a black man was talking about the effects of porn for black men uh, of, of uh, watching porn too much and how it was negatively affecting us that we can't even get up for our women.
2: I ain't see this on the topic list.
0: Yeah, you know, I'd <laughs> be <laughs> sliding it in there, you know, pun intended. Oh but, my God. <laughs> but um. And I this had me thinking and I'm like, I, I don't know that I agree with this. I don't. You know, like I don't I I don't feel that porn is gonna negatively impact affect your relationship in the sense that you you're not gonna get up for your women. You're not gonna be excited to to share a moment with your woman or with your man or whatever it may be.
1: I think it's I, I think it mostly talks to expectations and um mm. You know, what you see in porn, I guess some people expect in the real world, but I would argue that in in my experience, (laughs) you know, women I've dealt with are capable of doing the same thing that's been done in porn. So how would that negatively? negatively That might might not be your partner.
0: But the expectations comes from
3: real world experience, not from watching porn. No, but so, because it's crazy, because I literally just watched a video on this last night. I was um, going to say you literally just watched porn. That's what nah. I was going to say, too. I was ready for that. I literally watched, uh, <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to the Roommates podcast, but they had a, a section Why are we this. shouting
1: them out again? Did they shout us out? Oh, my God.
3: Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, they had a topic on this, and so for them, one of the, because they, they were saying the same thing, uh, porn negatively, watching porn negatively affects men, but for them, it was more so, they were, uh, one dude was saying he was having ED because of the expectation things. But somebody else was saying that you're losing testosterone, and that has effects on you because, like, it affects like energy, excitement. It might affect your you're, you you Explain too to much? me how you're yeah. losing testosterone. You... So, I, I, I will... Go ahead, young buck, because I no.
2: know nothing about testosterone. But go
3: ahead. <laughs> so the way he was trying to explain it, he was just like, after after he would, like he would watch porn a bunch, and then after he would bust a nut, he wouldn't want to do shit. <laughs> he'd be tired. He, he, you know what I mean? Like, motherfucker don't want to do shit. So, like, it's taking him longer to get regular shit done because he beat his dick and didn't want to break. You know what I mean? But things like that, that's what they were alluding.
2: Mm. Gotcha. Uh, I, I no, will say that it, it does negatively impact a relationship. But not not to, like, something as serious as ED like i don't know i don't experience that and when i did we broke up so
4: damn shit <laughs> <laughs> wow that's, hold on, hold on, that hold on. Hold on.
2: look that look that's it right yeah, there. we we gonna have that yeah.
0: conversation online okay. yeah that's a whole online <laughs> conversation
2: anyways but, but what i know that it does do like any any Too much of any stimuli does negatively impact you. If you are watching the TV too much, if you are on your phone too much, it is negatively impacting you. And so when I think about porn and how that could negatively impact a relationship, it's probably when you want that intimacy or when you crave that intimacy in your partnership, you're so used to not having to put the effort in to get that result Instead of when your partner needs intimacy or when you want intimacy, if you start going to porn and say, like, actually, I'm satisfied. I really don't feel like asking how your day was. I'm good. <laughs> then, <laughs> then it's negatively. I mean, we, we know that these things are true. Yeah, intimacy yeah. takes work in a relationship. So if your outlet is porn to be aroused or stimulated and your partner is not doing that for you, eventually it's going to impact the relationship.
4: Yeah. So
0: I I would argue that the impact to the relationship is, why the person sought porn in the first place. Because right. someone wasn't performing, either they weren't doing what they wanted or mm-hmm. they weren't doing it enough. So they went sought other avenues because a lot of times for a man, the reason why they go masturbate is because their girl is like, uh oh, no, no, not today. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, let me go beat my meat because I, I want to get my nuts. And, and then you start to find other ways to fulfill that and satisfy that. It's not. I, I wouldn't say that the root cause is porn. Maybe it has negative. I, effect, I wonder, but The root cause wouldn't necessarily be porn in my eyes.
3: Why can't you just beat your dick to beat your dick? Well, I mean, how you ain't get well, I was, well, that's was,
2: fine. But if you'd rather do that than go to work, or you'd rather do that than talk to your partner, <laughs> yeah, that, that, or you'd rather saw some do that than level, take a shower, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that it's a problem.
1: <laughs> beat your dick in the shower. Hold hold you mean, so you well, just busting all these nuts, not nuts that and not showering. Don't
2: impact people like. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe Jada tried that. And Will was like, you know what, our our data is not streaming appropriately. I'm tired of you being <laughs> on this on this thing. You you need to go out and do you. But I don't want to know about it. And then ten years later, he tells the whole world.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I now could, I
2: Will's mean. on porn. Like you know, it's just it's the root of all evil. It's the root of all evil. <laughs> well, I feel like,
1: like you know, I want to know how many times porn has prevented people from cheating.
0: <laughs> you know, zero about to say uh, right yeah I don't and, know and anything play can become play. anything can become addiction and we do know that uh, porn is addiction um, but I think that's more of a mental thing you're not losing your testosterone over watching porn I don't care what anybody yeah he's just say a different
1: it. type of nigga I don't care what
0: anybody say if, if, if honestly if you anyway you're not losing your testosterone <laughs> and I'm gonna just end it there <laughs> with not so rapid fire oh those were
1: good ones good ones all right, so I guess this leads us to shout-outs, right? Yes, sir. Uh, so, I know I have a shout-out. Does anybody else have a shout-out before we get started? Well, keep going, and maybe we'll have one. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I guess I, I want to shout-out Michael Jordan again. He, he's had a phenomenal year as far as, like, what he's been doing and giving back. And uh, he just recently announced that he is partner with uh, Denny Hamlin uh, from a NASCAR superstar to, to form their own racing team. Which they they he was partnering
0: with Bubba Wallace. No, no that's their first They recruited
1: driver. Bubba Wallace to be their driver. Mm,
0: okay. Um,
1: and for me, this is a big deal because I recently watched on um, Netflix a movie about a gentleman named, uh, let me guess, Wendell Scott. Never heard of this guy up until I saw on Netflix. And it, just, it was a movie about his love for wanting to get to NASCAR and how much struggle it took for him to get there and how he didn't have the support. Um, for those who don't know, NASCAR the sport itself or just any racing sport is a very expensive sport and you have to have sponsors and people of color in that sport had a hard time getting sponsors and so shout out to to Michael Jordan for stepping up he has the money he has the influence to get money from other people and Bubba um, what's his name Bubba Wallace he has the support from Michael Jordan so shout out to Michael Jordan for that
2: Shout, shout out to Jordan. Like, you know, I'm, he's having the blackest year of his black life, Yeah, and right? I'm here for it, and I don't know if it's the ghost of Kobe past, I don't know if it's right. Like, right. we right. are, but I'm, I'm here for it because the ways in which I feel like the black community always wanted him to show up, um, he never did. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? When he's like, I don't care, Republicans buy shoes, yada, right. yada, yada. At the right. end of the day, every every person of color knows what that line is that we have to straddle to have our, our independent personal, you know, security versus I got to bring my whole team with me. And so, because he have he has lived that strict, often critical life of I'm not saying too much. I'm not getting too involved. He has the capital to actually do it. And, you know, speaking of shout outs and something that reminds me of the situation, Tyler Perry's Emmy speech, kind of reminds me of this. Now, y'all know I'm not a Tyler Perry fan. (laughs) Not am I. You know, I'm a fan of Black men providing opportunities for Black people. And that is why I respect him and appreciate him. And, you know, I can't quote the speech word for word, but he said, you know, let us stop investing in trying to be accepted and build and curate our own. And it's like... And, you know, Jordan buying this team and getting this only black driver in NASCAR who was like, noose or no noose. Everybody who saw that picture know what it was. Right like, To be able Come to pro- on, provide that space where black drivers can say, I'm an athlete, is no better athlete in the world who has a global brand bigger than Jordan. Jordan. Yep. You know, like, that's that's huge for not what? just the sport of can, racing, but just black culture, period. All can culture, y'all
0: world. imagine uh, uh, a Jordan looking... NASCAR
2: out there? First the, of all, the hoods are gonna f- go crazy. <laughs> right? with the racing yeah. jackets with the Jordan. Can, like,
1: can, I you uh, can you imagine?
2: Can you imagine? I can't uh, wait.
1: That is part of the point, right? Is to bring other cultures and other races into NASCAR, into yeah. racing, and I, just—I mean, to me,
3: this is just so dope. Yeah, I. I, 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 I you got comment. Got I got, got out. No, nah, I was gonna make ignorant ass comment. Go ahead. You, no, uh, you can't. You can't on
0: shadows, young buck. But shout out to—I don't know who this person really is. Um, I think their name is Yellow Pain. Uh, look up hashtag Yellow Pain on IG, and it's a as a black man. He's rapping. don't
2: and have any of crazy porn. And it's know.
0: not. He's this is a shout out. They ain't got nothing okay. new porn. He's I'm rapping about uh he's rapping about voting, and he spits a lot of facts oh, yeah, about yeah. how your how your vote really does count. And he breaks it down How it does count How we should be voting How we should look at voting And how it's not just about the president But as we've been saying This whole podcast It's about the community It's about um, voting locally Knowing who those people are And things like that So it was a dope way To um, to, to I think it was a dope way For people who don't vote To really kind of inspire them To be like You know what I think I am going to go out there and vote So I don't know his name I think his yellow pain. But if you look up hashtag yellow pain on ig check out the video this is real dope actually if you uh you know check out obi-wan on uh, ig i'ma repost it later so y'all can see that too
1: yeah any other shout outs
3: yep uh shout out black people as a whole shout y'all out stay blessed stay gifted
0: stay protected Shout out a- ADZ for joining us today. Thank yeah, you guys for having me. It's yeah.
4: always a
2: good time. You know, y'all, my, my brothers and also my
0: brethren. I want boys, man.
1: Uh, yeah. shout, out, shout out to uh, K Law. She, she was came on last episode. Shout out to um, yeah, we appreciate OG. You. Shout out to uh, damn, I forgot his I- name Ike the
0: Great. You really are canceled, Ike the Great. <laughs> <Ike the Grey. laughs>
1: No, and, and shout out to our listeners, man. We, we appreciate you guys stepping in each and every time we drop an episode to listen to us and uh, participate on our, our social media. Yeah, and shout out to our social media manager, doing a great job. Yeah, and I was gonna
0: say, definitely keep checking us out on IG EBS Podcast. You can find us, you can find me, OB1 um, on IG O underscore underscore B underscore O N E. Follow me. And I, I'm yeah, we appreciate a, a
1: Mike Boogie, um, a underscore Mike underscore Boogie. So holler at me. I don't mind getting into some discussions. You feel me? <laughs>
3: y'all know me. No, don't get black Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap for him, then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nah, y'all know me. It's Young Buck underscore EBS underscore podcast. Oh, joke, joke. Thanks,
1: guys. Uh, thanks for listening. This is the EBS podcast episode 77, and we are out. Peace. Sandwiches Go Lakers. It's hard to the time we committed love, it was real good. Had
3: to be for me to arrive and it still feels good. I know the sex ain't gonna keep you, but as my equal, it's how I must treat you. As my reflection, the light I'ma lead you.